This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Get Over It, the consciousness transforming podcast for exceptional 21st century living. Hey guys, Marie Jones is back and she's going to be talking about her new book, Earth Magic. Your complete guide to natural spells, potions, plants, herbs, witchcraft, and more. Marie is a great friend of mine and a great friend of the show, and she always brings it when she shows up. So we're going to talk about earth magic, especially in this time of the virus, so that we can um, just kind of like just move forward with life, because we can. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that is holding you back, but you guys know I always ask the question, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. Now, a bit about me for my new listeners, Intuitive Since Birth. I'm a third-generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting-edge information which enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I'm the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your absolute best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, that's MoniqueChapman.com, and I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. Marie D. Jones is the author of over 25 books on a variety of subjects, including the paranormal, human potential, new science, ancient knowledge, and metaphysics. She has appeared on TV's Ancient Alien series and on radio shows all over the world. She is also a novelist and screenwriter and has written and produced two short films. She lives in San Diego, California, and you can check her out at her website, mariedjones.com. Again, that's M-A-R-I-E-D-J-O-N-E-S. 
dot com. And I love the fact that uh, she has her attitudinals back online. So we'll talk about that in a minute, but they are really fantastic. Welcome back, Marie. Oh, it's so good to be back. <laughs> did, did I give the wrong website? Because I'm looking at one thing. No, and... MarieDJones.com. Sometimes when I pull it up, it has the word WordPress after, but you can, uh-huh. you can find it by okay. just, you know, www.MarieDJones.com. Okay, cool. All right. So, <laughs> great book, Earth Magic. Um, what possessed you? How does this apply in today's world? <laughs> well, <like> Especially, <laughs> yeah, possession in COVID-19. How is this going to help us today? <clears throat> well, it's funny because I wrote this, uh, you know, before all of this happened, and I talk a lot with my um, editor or, or the acquisitions person at Visible Ink Press, Roger, he's the coolest guy. He's actually the publisher. And we talk about, you know, what what do you want to write next? And sometimes I'll suggest things, and other times he'll say, you know, it would be really cool if we could do a couple of books on this subject. So he actually suggested this to me. And at the time, I was really excited because I was seeing a lot of my friends and a lot of my connections that I have on social media talking about how they feel like technology is taking over their lives mm-hmm. and they have absolutely no connection anymore to nature, to going out in, in nature. And they're sort of losing that feeling of any kind of magic in their lives. It's all work and take care of family and, you know, make, make a living. So I thought, you know, this would be really, really fun. And at the same time, I was starting to look into more natural health things and herbs and, you know, how to use um, herbs and spices for different things. And I was really happy to see that that was something that I could include because that is such a big part of these earth traditions. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it all came. And, and um, so I was asked to do this book and then a sister book called The New Witch, which looks at a lot, some of the same items that, that are in this book, but also how older traditions are sort of merging with the cutting-edge new world of technology. Mm-hmm. And people are finding that they actually can have both. <laughs> so that's, that's how it came about. Just I don't know. I was kind of feeling like I spent so much time in front of the computer, and even now, because we're all locked down, it's I'm hearing so many people say they feel way out of balance. Uh-huh. And that need to sort of remember, like when you're a little kid and running around in the backyard or going to the beach or a lake or whatever, it's just that awe and wonder of nature that we're missing. And so uh-huh. that's kind of what led up to it. Okay. Well, you know, it seems like Mother Nature is really pissed at all of us because the virus is out here running rampant. And it's telling us to, in my estimation, it's telling us to to come in, um, be centered, go inward. And it seems like we were willing or able to do this in the United States for about two days and then everybody started flexing their freedoms. So 
how can we utilize earth magic to just come back into being, being centered, if, if nothing else? I, you know, I think some of that is individual. Um, I mean, you may not live in an area where you can go walk through the woods. And, mm-hmm. But, I, you know, nature is accessible to everyone. But it's not just about that. It's also about going inward. We're so externally driven and focused that being locked down has forced people to be alone with themselves and with their thoughts and their habits and their patterns. And also, I think a lot of the people that I've been talking to say, well, it really kind of opened my eyes as to how I never, ever stop and smell the roses mm-hmm. or how I was letting my health go. I know that, you know, it's true for me. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> or how you become so dependent on popping pills for your health and then all of a sudden you're put in a situation where, hey, I've got time to do a little research. <laughs> and you find out, you know, there are other alternatives. So I think it's a number of things. But for the collective, I've, I've heard, you know, people say that it's a very transformative time. It's sort of the darkness before the dawn. People are mm-hmm. kind of turning on each other because I think that's a defense mechanism for when you're challenged mm-hmm. by things that, that frighten you. You know, fear, mm-hmm. people handle fear in different ways. So I think we're going through this collectively, but also individually. And so for that part of it, I think each person has to try to figure out what that means for themselves. Is this mm-hmm. a time for me to reassess my health, my relationships, um, my spirituality? If I don't have any, you know, do I feel like that's something I'm missing? Mm-hmm. Do I ever feel a wonderful, joyous sense of awe and magic in the world? Or is it all just technology and, you know, it's like droning on and on and and never stopping to go outside and watch a a hummingbird. Um, So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm hearing that from so many people. It's, It's really surprising. I think that's a good thing, though. I think it could be a really positive transformation. Yeah, I think so too. You know, just turning back to nature, it's all around us. Even if you're living in a concrete city, um, there's parks. Um, So, and do your social distance and wear your mask and, you know, go to the park. Or don't wear your mask. I guess it's an individual choice, but I suggest wearing them. Um, An individual choice. I actually had a um, client call me not too long ago for the virus she and her boyfriend took off and they just traveled different places um, from the Midwest to the West Coast, you know, driving in the car and staying yeah. wherever. And she was a, a Sam, <laughs> yeah, and she was a San Francisco girl, okay, <laughs> you know, in the city, <clears throat> concrete, didn't want to go to Dolores Park, didn't want to go to Golden Gate Park, just in the city. Now she's discovered nature and she doesn't want to go back. I know, and you don't want to go home. Yeah. Well, one yeah, of the things I, I did in, in the, this book and also the New Witches, you know, there's a lot of People that are living in urban areas, you may not have a lot of green around you, but you can, if you have a little balcony, you could grow some, excuse me, a little Mm -hmm. balcony garden or some flowers or maybe some herbs that you can use in cooking. Um, If Mm -hmm. you do get into the more earth tradition angle, you can use them in cell casting and you can, so they're for health and for the working with the power of intention and manifesting and all of that. So it doesn't matter. I mean, even if you don't have a balcony, you can grow some 
indoor plants and collect, you know, go get some seashells and some sea glass or anything that you could do to bring the outside in. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, again, like you said, try to find people take little day trips and, you know, we're, we're, a lot of people are not working right now, so it's the perfect time to get out there and see, hey, what's in my neighborhood? Oh, I didn't even know about this. Or if I go 10 miles, there's all these hiking trails and there's nobody on them. You know, mm-hmm. so you don't have to feel worried about that. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's, you have to make an effort mm-hmm. uh, because so easily when we're inside, we get trapped. And I think people become somewhat agoraphobic after a while. I know I've been kind of lazy about going out and doing things, but you get used to it. It becomes your default setting. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and you just, you know, at some point you get tired of the status quo, and it's like, okay, there's more to life out here. Let me go explore. Or you say, okay, you I get, give up. And <laughs> I know. Or you get tired of the people that you're on lockdown with. Your husband makes oh, love. <laughs> or this house, if I see this kitchen one more time, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, you kind of get to a breaking point where you realize you need to get a little bit of a change of scenery. And, yeah. then, and, and you know, one of the great things is having a pet that you have to take for a walk or go mm-hmm. outside, you know, and, and let them play outside because it gets you outside. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> My cardiologist actually told me that. He said, if you have a dog, walk the dog. That gets mm-hmm. the dog out, and that gets you out. Yeah. <laughs> and the dog so will easy. remind you every day that it wants a walk, because oh. it will go oh, sit no wherever yeah. you store the leash and look at it. <laughs> Even if, you, yeah, as soon as they hear it, like, rattle. And it doesn't matter how disgustingly hot and humid it is, like it is here lately. They, mm-hmm. think, they don't care. They'll go out for no, five minutes go. as long as they get out. Yeah. And yes, they look a bunch get. of stuff. <laughs> Well, you know, stopping to smell the roses. So while they're sniffing whatever, exactly. if there's plants around <clears throat> or flowers, you can definitely step out and uh, smell those. So in your book, you talk a lot about herbs and different ways that we can improve our health. Um, a, a lot of us are still tied into allopathic medicine. Which, yes. you know, is good. Um, however, with a lot of people losing their health uh, care because they don't have jobs anymore, I, I feel, right. and, and this is my personal preference, I feel it's important to know a bit about herbs and, and essential oils and all to help ourselves. Could you give us your take on that? And do you have to be a practitioner of Wicca or a witch in order to, you know, make these little potions to help yourself? No, not at all. And that's, you know, I mean, the book does talk about witchcraft and Wicca and shamanism, but no, what, you don't have to ascribe to any of those things in order to start getting more educated on naturopathic medicine, because I think allopathic and naturopathic have to go side by side. We don't want to become dependent on always taking pharmaceuticals that treat our symptoms, because uh-huh. if that will work you know, in the immediate when you need that help. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the naturopathic medicine is meant to get to the cause. You know, what is the cause of your diabetes? What is the cause of your insulin resistance? What is the cause of your insomnia? And what I love about this is that the most ancient traditions, whether it be Chinese or Egyptian or Roman, they 
they used herbs and spices and essential oils and they understood that Mother Nature, for every possible ailment you could think of, had a cure out there in, in nature. And, you know, I can only imagine the hit or miss research they did to find out, like, which mushrooms were good and which ones were poisonous. You know, mm-hmm. a, lot of the, a lot of people probably, you know, a lot of these um, ancient pharmacists, probably died to figure out, oh, well, there's what you can take for this. Whoops, uh-huh. wrong thing. <laughs> but we have such, yeah, I know, you know, we have such a huge body of ancient Chinese medicine, which I think is the most uh, detailed and well-researched. And there are billions of people that swear by it. Um, you know, we have Ayurvedic medicine that, again, so many people have been using and swear by it. I think in the United States, because we're such a melting pot, a lot of us brought, a lot of our ancestors brought those teachings here, but it sort of got taken over by the allopathic medicine. Now, uh-huh. talking about using herbs and roots and all kinds of things. So my grandmother, who came here from Italy, she would, she was a devout Catholic, but she would never describe herself as a kitchen witch, and that's what she was. Mm. That's just a sort of fun term for people who used, you know, oh, you have a cold, let me make you some chicken soup. I'm going to put a little red pepper flakes in. That clears out your sinuses. I mean, it's just knowing the foods and the spices and the herbs. Oh, let's put a little cilantro in this because it does this to your digestive system. And it was kind of like witchcraft to our ancestors during the 15th, 16th, 17th century uh-huh. to the point where, especially in the 16th century, um, you were, you know, you were called a witch in a very negative way and you were often tortured and killed simply because you were doing this. You were providing the people of your village with herbal remedies and the Catholic Church at the time didn't, you know, no, yeah. you were not allowed to heal. You know, they didn't want any middlemen in that process. Uh-huh. But so now we have this huge, I mean, we have healing uh, modalities from Australia, Africa, you know, the South America, Central American countries, everywhere that understood that Mother Nature provides. And when you uh-huh. cut down all the trees and destroy the Amazon and, you know, plow all the fields and stuff, it, you're destroying some of those cures. So this is kind of an environmental call to action as well, that when you return to the magic of the earth, uh-huh. you realize, oh boy, we better not lose access to, all, to what we have left of the environment because it's got all the cures we need out there, folks. Yes, it does. Well, folks, we're speaking with Marie D. Jones, and her latest book that we're talking about today is Earth Magic, Your Complete Guide to Natural Spells, Potions, Plants, Herbs, Witchcraft, and More. And you can check her out at her website, and that's mariedjones.com. So, Marie, let's shift gears for a moment and talk about uh, Wicca and uh, witchcraft. Um, How have you 
utilized that within this book Earth Magic? Because a lot of people, when you hear Earth religion, the first thing that comes to their mind is, oh, that's a witch. Well, I think people have such a misunderstanding of what witchcraft is. It's simply, uh, it's it's not even a feminist ancient tradition. I mean, there were a lot of men that practiced as well, but it was mainly women that began mm-hmm. using herbs and making potions and infusions and things to help the sick people in their village or their own families or themselves. And so that's where it started. It got such a bad rap over the course of history because, again, it challenged what the Catholic Church at the time wanted people to believe, and that was that you had no uh, intermediary between you and the church that could heal you mm-hmm. so that these mm-hmm. women were a real threat to the church. So today witchcraft is really um, people who believe in a goddess, uh, they're more goddess-oriented, but they can also believe in the male god. These are not actually people. They are symbolic of, of energy, uh, male energy, female energy, the sort of yin-yang that you see in so many different religions, but it has different names to it. And they believe in the power of ritual, nothing bad, which is do mm-hmm. not believe in, in Satan because that's a Christian deity. Um, mm-hmm. They're very, very much in tune with the phases of the moon because the mm-hmm. moon goddess and they're very important. Wicca is sort of an offshoot. People have said that if witchcraft is the spiritual system, Wicca is the religious belief. And it's kind of hard nowadays to separate the two, except that Wiccans may celebrate different holidays than the traditional witch holidays. and mm-hmm. Their rituals might be a little bit different, and they follow the Wiccan red read. I'm not sure how you pronounce that word. But it's all the same in that what you put out comes back to you. It's mm-hmm. the law of threefold effect. This is this runs throughout these earth traditions because they understand that the energy and thoughts and intentions and actions you put out in the world will come right back to you. So if you're mm-hmm. going to be stupid and choose to do <laughs> black magic, or you know, you're an idiot because ultimately. What you, it's like a boomerang. What you put out comes back. So mm-hmm. there's so many misconceptions. It's really an, it's a nature and earth-oriented spiritual tradition. Um, okay. And people will say, well, what, what's the difference between that and like the big three, Catholicism, Judaism, and Islam? And the problem with those is that they're not nature or earth-centered. They're very focused on the teachings of specific individuals. Believe it or not, you can be both. You can be Catholic and have some Wiccan beliefs. Uh, Santeria mm-hmm. is an unusual religious tradition that combines voodoo teachings with Roman Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And you know, people say, well, are all witches liberals? No, there's conservative witches. It's really just a focus on Mother Nature, the natural world, mm-hmm. and working with natural forces and working with what nature gives us. That's the bottom line that all of this comes from. So, no, you don't you have to be a witch to use herbs to your benefit. 
or light a candle and make an, a, an intention. We do that when we set goals. There's no mm-hmm. difference. It's just different wording, maybe, you know. Maybe, um, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, it involves a ritual, which is just something that you can even make up yourself. But, it's, again, that's not all that different from doing, say, a guided meditation or mm-hmm. uh, taking part in a women's empowerment group that have, they maybe pray in the beginning. Um, our traditional religions are filled with ritual. Ritual is nothing more than a way to get you into an altered state of consciousness so that whatever it is that you're intending to do or put forth can actually have a little bit more power behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's the focus. Um, I, I was writing as you were talking, but you know, when you were talking about goal setting, that's the same thing as creating a spell. I mean, in a spell, Absolutely. you have an intention, yeah. right? And then you put, gather what you need to put your intention into motion, and you have a, a expectation, a goal, if you will. And the same thing with goal. It, it's a shame that uh, organized religion has really tamped down, you know, the nature, the, the natural earth energy. But I, I, it's on a comeback. I think one of the positives. Oh, absolutely. Yeah as a positive of this virus is that, you know, more and more people are going within and they're truly seeking truth, not just what's being spewed at us from wherever you get your source of information. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I'm seeing a huge um, emergence of earth magic, if you will, in younger people. And on Instagram, when I was writing the book, I actually began following just hundreds of accounts with kitchen witches and um, hedge witches, different kind of witches and Wiccans Mm -hmm. and shamans. And and it was so fascinating. These people, you know, we're doing a YouTube video tonight to show you how to make your own candles. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is so cool. And, you know, some of them are like, you know what elderberry, what you can do with elderberries. They can cure this, 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 this. Tonight, we're gonna, I'm going to do a video to show you how to uh, make elderberry popsicles. And you can also use them in your spells for, you know, good health, blah, blah, blah. So all mm-hmm. of this is just exploding because now we have social media. We have this new way to communicate with each other. And... I have not yet run across an account that, because I look in to see, you know, who does it, what are they posting, like, is it consistent? A lot of times you have a website that you can go to. No negativity. 
Now, the ones that you mm-hmm. do see that are negative, they tend to not be authentic. You, can, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, I don't know, they're, they're just to disrupt or whatever. Um, and sometimes people will follow these people and they'll attack them. Oh, you believe in Satan, you know, and it's like, no. <laughs> There's no Christian deities or, you know, uh-huh. in witchcraft. It, it, so uh-huh. it's just, that has been really, really interesting. It was really fun to get to know some of these people. There, there are people that go out on the beach at night and look for seashells, and they turn it into just a really wonderful way to do a little ritual on the beach. Um, you know, they know all about sort of the forms of divination and how you can use them to, you know, not only do like do a reading for someone else, but for yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's just, a, I think it's a very broad and emerging return, re-emerging, mm-hmm. I guess would be the word, to mm-hmm. when people lived a lot closer to, to nature and you know, we were more of an agricultural society, but and now we're a technological. So it's kind of interesting to see how people are finding ways to balance the two. Yeah, and I think we're going back more to agricultural because we're finding that technology is good. I mean, without technology, we would Absolutely. not be talking, especially <laughs> with the, the, the manner in which we are um, conversing today. But uh, it's going to be right. really important to have that balance, if you will, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see how the youth um, who are not used to going out in the backyard and planting the corn and the wheat and whatever, how they adjust to it. But I think it's going to be good overall. Now, in your book, I you talk so about... Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I think it's for younger people especially to take control of, you know, their lives and realize that technology has its place, but... There's a planet that you're living on <laughs> that is so filled with other things, you know, have, and I think my, our, the baby boomer generation started that way. I think as children, we were very much aware of that. We used to play outside all the time. We were never inside. Right. But then as we got older, that changed. And, you know, young people today, a lot of them, they love their technology. And it's just trying to get them to see, you know, there's a whole lot of other stuff going on and the sooner that you find that balance the better it'll be for when you're older like our age (laughs) yeah and it is really interesting with the dichotomy of okay we have the covid people aren't going back to the classroom necessarily so therefore you need the technology in order to attend school you know listen i i use my i'm on my phone all the time i'm checking email i totally love it i'm not my son is, like, really, really savvy with it. I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, what do I do with this? Uh, this doesn't work. But I use it, and it's a part mm-hmm. of my, my work. But I do notice that I start to get depressed or I get anxious, and then I realize, oh, all I've done is just been on social networking looking at people arguing with each other. <laughs> you know, well, let me go outside and see how the red roses are doing. And yeah. You realize how easily you can be sucked into that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm really right. aware now too, having been in the hospital back in December, oh. of the herbs and things for my heart, you know, for blood mm-hmm. pressure. And I'm really kind of like, okay, I'm gonna learn about this stuff for me, 
but then I can also share it. And it's amazing how many natural things and scientific studies and medical research papers that show that these herbs often work better than the pharmaceuticals that they were compared to and they don't have the side effects. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to be doing a natural health manual um, soon. It'll be out next year. And I'm so mm-hmm. excited that I get to actually read all these medical, you know, scientific and medical mm-hmm. papers. And you see how they're saying, oh, my gosh, you know, hawthorn and um, pomegranate. These things lower your blood pressure just as well as Mosartan or uh, metrobolol. And there's no side effects. And it's like, why is this not advertised more? Why do we not know about this more? <coughs> You know, mm-hmm. and I think we know why because it doesn't make the big pharmaceutical companies any money for people to run out and go buy pomegranate juice. But exactly, um, I'm, it's exciting. It's like, oh, I I can maybe get to the causes instead mm-hmm. of always treating the symptoms. Yeah, and you know, folks, for those of you who have children or you have someone in your family who can't swallow very well, you can, and it's in um, Marie's book, you can create like gummy bears with the different herbs. Yeah. And so that it's easy to digest or a popsicle or, popsicle. you know, lollipop, you know. It, it uh, can yeah, be, absolutely. <clears throat> and plus you're engaging your mind at the same time. So you're, you know, rejuvenating yourself, so to speak. Well, it's also fun to get kids involved making like elderberry popsicles and things like that because not only are they going to like them, but they're, you know, I think they feel like they're part of creating something instead of just going to the Uh grocery store and buying some sugar-laden popsicles. So, yeah, and uh, I had no idea some of the teas and things I'm now drinking. I used to hate tea. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wrote this book, and now it's like, oh, I love my hibiscus tea and my my pomegranate, and, you know, I have all kinds of hawthorn, because this one uh-huh. does that and this does that. Chamomile every night, pretty much, even though it's hot out. Um, so, yeah, you really start to see how there are hundreds, and I... I had a huge list in the book, and my publisher said, we need to cut it down. And uh-huh. it was like, oh, okay, how am I going to do <laughs> Yeah, what do I have so, go up? <laughs> I know it. It's like there's literally hundreds. And there's a lot of, on the Internet, again, merging technology with old traditions, there's a lot of herbalists now that, um, and there's classes. There's one called the Herbal Academy that, I actually took the classes. It was so fun. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of ways that people can go find more information. And especially if they have a certain issue or ailment, they can find well, which herb. And also, you know, a lot of these people source them with scientific research. They're not just saying, because it would be very, very dangerous to say, take this, um, mm-hmm. when you don't know what the person's health situation is. You could be giving them something that is sedating when maybe they're on an antidepressant or you could be giving them something that, uh, you know, gives them a lot of energy and they're already (laughs) suffering from anxiety. Uh So people really have to kind of, it's fun for people to learn this on their own and see what might work for them. And you can talk to your doctor if you happen to have one who's open to it. You know, with my doctor, I always say, can I take, can I try this? 
Uh-huh. Sure, but, you know, do this, be careful of this, monitor your blood pressure. So. And, you know, folks, if you have a doctor who won't talk to you like that or just shuts you down, um, Get a new time, for new, time for a new doctor, okay? <laughs> you know, doctor. I, I had a dermatologist that everything that I said was no, 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 no. So one day I woke up and said no to the doctor because oh, love it. Yeah. wasn't able to be a team player team member with me for my health because I've never been one of those that will just sit down and shut up and you you tell me something why <laughs> how come well, <laughs> you know you know I know doctors have a limit they go to medical school they get a very limited amount of education and then they go into practice a lot of them don't have time to read the current journals I guess what I'm reading them that's just yeah. me i I'm a trained researcher. And so I've had doctors that have been really, really open. Oh, my God, what did you read? Can you email me the link? I had one a couple of years ago, and unfortunately, when my insurance changed, I couldn't see her anymore. She Uh was awesome. She was like, have you tried intermittent fasting? Hey, have you tried Whole30? Maybe try this. And it was really cool. Her name was Dr. Cadman, and I I really miss her. Uh Uh-huh. But even, you know, now I have um, a doctor that I like and I can talk to her and and she's very open to things. Oh, you know, I read that I could lower my systolic blood pressure with pomegranate juice, blah, blah, blah. But Mm -hmm. so, yeah, but if you have a doctor that is constantly shutting you down, I think it's time to remind them that they serve you and not the other way around. Mm -hmm. And it's about your body and your health, not their, you know, paycheck and and their ego. So I I love that idea that, yeah, if you get the no, 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 you wake up one morning and say, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got it. No. <laughs> I finally heard you. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes it takes a two by four. Sometimes it takes a boulder. I'm the boulder girl, you know. And, and with tell your me health, something. yeah, with your health, mm-hmm. you'd rather get the poke. And not the two by four or the, or the you know, even bigger boulder. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Try to avoid those. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's truly, trust me, folks, it's better for you all the way around. Now, in your book, you talk about um, animal and spirit guides and how um, they can help us in our lives. Could you give us an example of either an animal guide or a spirit guide and how we might contact them or have them work sure. with us? So this is a big part of witchcraft and shamanism, but I also know a lot of people who don't practice either. Um, and they're just spiritual, metaphysical people. And, and we actually use this in traditional religions, too, with angels and spirit guides. Um, but with the earth traditions and Native American traditions specifically, uh-huh. finding an animal, um, which is used to call them familiars, now they just refer to them as an animal guide or a spirit guide. It doesn't have to be an animal. But finding a symbolic guide that can help keep you on the right path or help give you discernment or wisdom or enlightenment is a really big part of this. And it can be an animal. Again, Native American traditions focus on animal spirit guides. But a lot of other people want to see a dead relative or maybe an angel, whatever sort of floats your boat. Uh But the question is, well, how do you find that guide? 
And it can just be your higher power, if you think about it, in a form that is physical, that you can work with. And so one of the main ways is through guided visualization and meditation, where you are sort of putting out the intention that I want to be contacted by my animal spirit or animal guide or my spirit guide. And you can do different types of meditations. There's a ton of them on the Internet Uh that if you don't like to, you know, do write your own or do it on your own, if you prefer to hear somebody's voice guiding you, which I'm like that, I tend to get really distracted if I try to do it myself, Uh you can do that. So basically it's about getting into an altered state of consciousness and asking that guide to appear to you. And when it does, not judging the form. Because you may think, oh, I love wolves. I know my spirit animal is going to be a wolf. Um, Years and years ago when I lived in Los Angeles, I went to a three-day shamanic intensive training with Michael Harner. He wrote a book called The Way of the Shaman. Uh And we were locked in a giant dark room for three days there are about 50 of us. It was the most insane thing ever. And there was drumming and chanting and dancing. And um, the whole goal was everybody was doing journeying for each other. So I was teamed up with this guy. I'd never met him before. And he did a, a shamanic journey to uh-huh. find my spirit animal. And it was a black bear. And I thought, no, 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 I love wolves. All my life, I've loved wolves. It has to be mm-hmm. a wolf. Mm-hmm. He said, no, no, no. I, I saw a bear. And from that point on, I thought, well, I'll be darned. Because the characteristics of a bear were actually spot on wow. to where I was in my life at the time. Now, that, that animal can change. I mean, I could journey for myself or have someone do it for me. And they may say, oh, it's a raven, mm-hmm. a salmon. You know, and, and each animal has a different set of characteristics, kind of like our astrological signs, our zodiac signs, mm-hmm. that are associated with it. But other people might see a, a grandmother, a great-grandmother, a deceased relative that will come in, and then you can ask questions, you know, what do I do in this situation? And you can get guidance, and then you take that back into reality, quote-unquote, with you. Mm-hmm. And some people say that they meet them on the first try. Others have to do it a few times. I think we have a lot of built-in inner objections to get over when it comes to something like that. But you can't judge what shows up. You can't say, well, no, this is um, my old neighbor, George. No, you know, that's not it. Sorry, wrong. Let me try again. Because your old neighbor, George, could have some information that will help you in your life now. And he may not always be the guide, but he's the guide you need right now. Right. So it's a it's a really interesting process, and the key is to just not question what shows up, to be open and accepting, and to begin a, <clears throat> building a relationship so that each time you go back to this sacred place, you can ask another question or you can say, I'm having trouble with this. Can you give me some discernment? <clears throat> so that's a big part of these earth traditions is a reliance on other dimensional beings, which is mm-hmm. so cutting-edge science with quantum physics, yes. <laughs> you know, that it's really not as old and hokey as it sounds. It's like, oh, are we accessing 
wisdom from beings that actually exist in other dimensions, the parallel universes or what have you. So that's a really cool little scientific link there. Yeah, and it's always important, folks, to be open, okay, open-minded. At least hear something, and then if you don't, you know, it doesn't resonate with you, then you can let it go. But don't shut down your mind to just let things go. Like a lot of people, when they think they hear the word witchcraft, they think immediately of a female. But there are male witches, aren't there? Yes, there are a lot of male witches. What's really interesting, something that I learned quite recently, too, is that um, during the, the, in Europe, during all of the witch hunting and witch trials that were going on, in Austria, that was one of the countries that burned and, and tortured and killed, I hate to get negative, but the most people under the guise of being witches. Uh-huh. And there was a, in Salzburg, there was a, um, a very pointed quest on behalf of the church elders there to clean up the streets of beggars and orphans and petty thieves. So they began rounding up young men and boys and trying them as witches. And, of course, when you're tried, it doesn't matter if you plead innocent or guilty, you're going to end up dead. Right. And so it was really a shock to me that, you know, not only do we have male practitioners today, of course we do, and and LGBT and everything under the sun, um, but I never knew that the witch trials of the past ever targeted men. And that was that was a surprise too. So, but yeah, today we have, and they're not called warlocks. That's actually kind of a cartoony phrase. They're just male witches. They're just witches. They're wicked. Yeah. They're shamans. They're you know Native American, whatever your belief system is. They're they're this that or the other thing. But they're they can worship a god. They can worship a goddess. They can worship a whole slew of deities, mm-hmm. you know, so there's that difference, too, that some mm-hmm. witches choose um, several deities, like a moon goddess, a sun god, so for each aspect of nature, tree gods, and others just take either the feminine or the ma- masculine, and some do both. So it's, mm-hmm. it's become so individual uh, you can you can join a coven, which is basically just sort of a meetup group, you know, like mm-hmm. mine, to do your rituals, and it's really fun. I have a really good friend who's in an all-female coven, and you'd never in a million years look at her and guess, you know, her husband's in the military, and and she said, yeah, we get together, we do um, spell casting for ourselves and our our loved ones, we make recipes, we you know use candles or we use kitchen mm-hmm. witchery and they, we talk about different herbs and what they do. It's almost educational. Or you could be solo. I've always liked solo. I'm just, yeah. I always thought of myself as the lone wolf until somebody told me I was a bear. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's become oh, a haven for people who feel like they don't fit in with the traditional religions, because those play a huge role for people that do fit in. Um, but yeah, it's there's conservative, liberal, you know, every yeah. race, every creed are, are welcome, because basically Mother Earth doesn't care. You're all her children. 
Exactly. And she's speaking loudly to us folks right now, so do pay attention. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Um, Maria, our time is almost up. What pearl of wisdom would you like to leave with our audience today? Go outside. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you know what? Balance it. I know we have to do a lot of things indoors, but every time I go outside, even if it's just for five minutes, I feel better. Okay, mm-hmm. duh, there's a clue. So just, mm-hmm. and, and I'm trying so hard. Like, when I was little, I loved collecting seashells. And my aunt lived on a beach in Connecticut, on, on Fairfield. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that in years. And all of a sudden, I got this urge to collect seashells. And I've been, you know, reading about seashells and following these people on Instagram that literally go to the beach and do live videos where they show you different seashells. Mm -hmm. I feel like, oh my God, I've rediscovered this magical thing from my childhood. So, yeah, I think it's it's rediscovering the magic of nature uh, amidst our technological world. Yes, um, I agree 10,000%. And you're in the San Diego area, so you've got wonderful beaches with um, great water to go to. So you enjoy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and folks, if you, you don't live by an ocean, you know, a, a river, a lake, a stream. Okay, sometimes if yeah. you've got to fill a bowl with water and go sit outside on your patio and just stare into Do it under a full moon. Do it under a full moon. That's a wonderful thing to do. (laughs) Yeah, and you will amaze yourself with the information that you receive, most definitely. Well, Marie, thanks so much. Um, Folks, the the book is Earth Magic, um, your complete guide to natural spells, potions, plants, herbs, witchcraft, and more. Marie's books are always uh, very easy to read, packed full of information. I, I, I hug this book a lot because it's in full color. I call it Technicolor, full of information. And, um, you know, you can give it to a nine-year-old and they can, you know, read it. So very readable. Yep, Page Turner on giving you information to help yourself. So, Marie, thank you so much for being with me today. And I do thank the audience for being with us as we collectively get over it. And I want you guys to remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of learning more about Earth magic. Abundant blessings, light, and love to all. Agape.